0: We are in the second episode of our series called Neighbors. And our first episode, we talked about what is love. And one of the challenges that I gave you was substitute your name for the word love in 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and see how that sounds to you. And I know some of y'all were making faces as you were trying to put your name and talking about your patient and your kind and you suffer long and you don't get angry and it didn't, but hopefully, you have begun to start working on that so that now you're doing something better. Today I wanna talk about how we love? How do we show this love to our neighbors? And we're going to be in Genesis, the fifth chapter. I'm sorry. Galatians, the fifth chapter. I saw the genes messed up. I apologize. <laughs> Galatians, the fifth chapter, starting at that 16th verse. It's a familiar set of scriptures, and I'm not going to do like I usually do and go through every scripture, but we're going to just kind of do an overview because I don't want to stay on one side of this too long. But also I want you for your homework this week to also look at Matthew the 23rd chapter, the 25th and 26th verses. Matthew 23rd chapter, the 25th and 26th verses. And also let's throw John in there, John 15th chapter. The 5th through the 8th verses. We'll throw those in there also just to add a little extra to the pie. Mm, excuse me. I can. Matthew 23, 25 through 26. Matthew 23, 25 through 26. John 15, 5 through 8. John 15, 5 through 8. President Jimmy Carter wrote something that said, a group of Christian laymen involved in missionary work approached a small village near an Amish settlement seeking a possible convert. They confronted an Amish farmer and asked him, brother, are you a Christian? The farmer thought for a moment and then said, wait just a few minutes. He wrote down a list of names on a tablet and handed it to the lay evangelist. Here's a list of the people who know me best. Please ask them if I'm a Christian. The evidence of your faith is your fruit. Not what you say, but what you do, Mm -hmm. how you live. Bearing fruit is essential to Christian discipleship. Benjamin Franklin learned that plaster sown in the fields might make things grow. He told his neighbors, but. They did not believe him, and they argued him, trying to prove that plaster could be of no value at all to grass or grain. After a while, while well, he allowed the matter to drop and said no more about it, but he went to the field early the next spring and sowed some grain. Close by the path where men would walk, he traced some letters with his fingers and put plaster into them, and then sowed his seed in the field. After a week or two, the spring, the seed sprang up. His neighbors, as they passed that way, were very much surprised to see, in brighter green than all the rest of the field, the writing in large letters. This has been plastered. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin did not need to argue with his neighbors anymore about the benefit of plaster for the field. For as the season went on and the grain grew, these bright green letters just rose up above all the rest until they were kind of a relief plate in the field. This has been plastered. Sometimes sin is believed. As we get ready to jump into Galatians, the fifth chapter, we're going to start at that 16th verse. And We're going to use the New Living Translation today as we go through this. And I like the New Living Translation because I said uh, that may make it so that I won't have to talk as much about each one of the scriptures. Starting at that 16th verse, Galatians 5, 16. New Living Translation says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Another version says, but I say, walk habitually in the Spirit. And in the Bible says, we talked about when the Bible says walk, it is bringing out the point that you need to have this intentionality. You need to intentionally do something. So when the Bible says to walk in the spirit, what it's saying is intentionally do things that bring the spirit into the situation. So if we don't do it intentionally, guess what? It ain't gonna happen. So we have to be intentional about how we do spiritual Thing. I think that's all the commentary I'm going to do, I think. But we'll find out in the minute. Verse number 17. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Y'all hear that? I know y'all marinating on that one. It says in verse 18, but when you are directed by the spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. And the reason Paul throws that in there is because he wants, the purpose of the law was to show you how sinful and how short and how inefficient you were. But if you're walking in the spirit, if you're walking in this intentionality of doing it the way God says to do it, then you are no longer under the condemnation of that because you're not having to deal with that. You're no longer having to be judged by this law because you're walking under the spiritual things. 19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, we ain't done yet, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Mm. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, I'm not going to dwell on that because I'm not, I'm, not about, I, I'm not about pointing out the negative and say stop doing the negative. I'd rather us focus on the positive because if we do the positive, then the negative just kind of fall away. See, there's been a time period where we was always condemning folks instead of saying, this is how you need to do better. Uh So let's talk about how we do better. And that's going into the number 22. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things i've already told you when you walk in these things the law of moses the ten commandments no longer provide condemnation to you to tell you how short you are because when you walk in the spirit then you are walking in relationship to god and the direction that he wants you to go and so this is what we want to do we want to intentionally walk in this love, this joy, this peace, this patience, this kindness, this goodness, this faithfulness, this gentleness, and this self-control, so that all those other things have no power over us. The flesh, the things that make us feel good, make us feel satisfied, are desiring to cause us to not walk and the intentionality of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Though, 24. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of the our lives. All right. I think Paul added that last little bit, that 25th verse in there, is because you know, some folks try to live godly one seventh of a week, only on Sunday. Only on uh, <laughs> and then they only do that for an hour. Some folks don't even make it to hour, some folks don't even make it to two. Some folks be like, as soon as you get in the parking lot, start cussing folks out. But we ain't going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the good stuff today, right? We're going to talk about the good stuff. Getting mad, driving down the highway, trying to run folks off the road. We ain't talking about that today. We're just talking about we're going to be patient. We're going to have self-control. We're not going to be mad at folks oh, what? when they drive crazy. We're going to pray for them. Do you know that the reason that you have to have insurance is not because you're a bad driver? because other folks drive crazy, but okay, all right. <laughs> if a tree is producing bad fruit, you don't just pull off the bad fruit and then try to stick some good fruit on there. There's some things that you need to do to the root system of the tree in order to try to remove whatever is causing the contamination of the fruit. But that's very hard to do. And most people, what they do, they just cut the tree down. So sometimes we just got to remove that tree that's causing us to not bear the fruit that is equal to the Spirit of God. There were some people back in Jesus' day, they called them the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were the guys that reviewed the law and they had this so-called great understanding of the law and how we should live the law. And and I already told you the whole purpose of the law was to show us how our shortcomings were manifest. So they were just good at pointing out everybody's faults and telling you that you were full of faults. And they were so worried about how folks looked on the outside, you know, making sure that you had the right dress on, making sure that you wasn't showing nothing that would cause folks not to be able to focus on the Lord. You know, you coming in with a the, the man with skinny jeans on, causing folks not to be able to look at the Choir or the pastor while they're preaching and singing, because they're watching you bounce around in your skinny jeans. But we're not wrapping around that. We're wrapping around the fact that it's not about the outward appearance. It's not about what it looks like on the outside. It's on the inside that counts. Right. The inside is what God. God told Samuel. He said. You're looking at the outside, but I look at the heart. When we decide to change, sometimes there is an outside force, but it's the inward conviction that causes us to change how we want to go forward. We say, I don't like where I am. I need to do something different, and usually at that time, that's when Something shows up. Now, I already told you another name for the Holy Ghost is something. (laughs) The Holy Ghost will say, you know, you could do better if you just turn to the Lord. And you'd be like, you know what? I could probably do better if I turn to the Lord. And you start turning to the Lord and things start getting better because you make this inward transformation. It's nothing about the outside. But as you're making this inward transformation, it starts affecting everything on the outside. You know, uh, you don't become a baseball fan just because you bought season tickets or wearing a jersey every day and forcing yourself to talk about last night's game. It's the other way around. Your love of baseball is what compels you to do those things. Right, right. They come naturally out of love for the game. When you love, for instance, if you love college football and you live up in the Clemson area, Then you may be a Clemson fan. A Clemson fan because you like college football. And when you like something and you are involved in something, you make sure that you talk about it. You be about it. Uh So that everyone knows that you are a fan of Clemson or whatever school it is. You know, when Clinton, the year that Clinton won the uh, championship, even the folks in the low country became Clinton fans. And you know, usually they're for South Carolina. But because Clinton was doing so well, and we call those kind of folks y'all know what you're calling? bandwagon fans. They ain't no fans. Joke But a fan stays with when the good times, the bad times. For instance, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. Yep. And when folks hear that I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, the first thing they say is, oh, Lord, are you talking about my team? I say, yeah, I talk about any team. <laughs> I say, "But well, I'm a Browns fan, been a Browns fan all my life. Yep. Browns do good, I celebrate. Browns do bad, I still celebrate. Yep. I'm still a fan because I I have a love for the game of football, number one. Number two, that's my hometown team. So I celebrate my hometown team. The reason I'm bringing this out is, whatever we focus on, whatever we emphasize, starts revealing what we are a fan of. If we start emphasizing the joy, the peace, the love. We start walking in this goodness, this faithfulness, this gentleness, and this self-control, and we become this adamant person who, all I want to do is operate in these characteristics, you become a fan. You know, fan is nothing more than a short uh, fanatic. When you hear the word fanatic, you think of someone that is intentional, that is crazy, that is uh, uh, excited about. So that's all we want to be. We want to be so locked in to these characteristics, these these things that emulate out of us because we are walking intentionally and doing things in a godly manner that that is what is reflected. we can say all day, and I'm going to end with this one. We can say all day, you can say all day, that you're a Christian. Okay. You can say it all day. All you day can day say day. it to your red, blue, purple in the face. It don't matter. You can, you can say it all day. That's just like a person that stands inside the garage and says that they're car. That don't mean <laughs> a thing. Y'all catch that later on the day. <laughs> Just because you say you are something doesn't mean that that's what you are. There has to be some evidence. There has to be some data that I can extrapolate from observing you to know that what you say is true. So if I say I'm a Christian, then am I exuding, am I revealing, am I showing these characteristics that we mentioned in verses 22 and 23. Are those the primary things that people see when they deal with me? Or do we need to bounce up a couple more scriptures to see where you at? (laughs) That is why I brought up the story about the man, when they asked him was he a Christian, he didn't answer. He said, these are the people that know me the best. Ask them if I'm a Christian. Ask them if I'm a Christian. Because the Bible tells us that they will know that we are Christians by our love. Yes, They will know that we are Christians by how we conduct ourselves in every situation. They'll know that we are Christians by our Mm actions. Which takes me down to our sticky note for this week. Our sticky note for this week is four simple words. Four simple words today. Only four words today. I know I usually say something really very very complex but this one's so simple. Mm -hmm. This one is simple. And the sticky note for this week is this. Your walk actually talks. Yes. Your walk actually Tops. talks. Your walk actually talks. I like that somebody. I'm saying again. Your walk <laughs> actually talks. Tops. Yes, it does. Your walk, how you conduct yourself, actually speaks yeah. to others on how you are. Your walk actually talks. So what is your walk saying? If I was to go and ask someone that you say knew you the best and ask them to talk about your character, what set of scriptures would they start talking about? Would they start talking about the works of the flesh, or would they start talking about the fruit of the spirit when they talk about you? Because your walk actually talks. You can go in that garage right now and say (laughs) that you're a car. I don't care what kind of car you want to say you are, but it don't mean a thing. You start growing tires for feet, and uh, you know, some, some, some metal transformations start happening like a transformer, then maybe we may need to reconsider. But until that happens, you ain't no car. Get your butt out of the garage and go to work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your walk actually talks. How are you walking? Put those scriptures up and look at them and intentionally look at verses 22 and 23 of Galatians 5 and say, Lord, show me how to more emphasize these characteristics in my life so that they can see your spirit more in my life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this opportunity to just bless your name. We thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the people that have blessed us with their presence, those that have come and have worked in ministry, God. We just ask that you will bless them. But most of all, God, give us wisdom to walk in a way that will proclaim your name to everyone that we encounter. Let us walk in the power of who you are in our lives. Let love and joy, peace and patience and kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control exude out of our pores that it will touch folks, that they will declare of a truth. That we are your children, we thank you and honor you this day, and bless you for it all in your Son Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.